Welcome to another episode of Fussy Power. Today we have Adele Wang. She is a mentor, a podcaster, and an energy healer. She works with women from all walks of life and all colors and helps them reignite their sense of aliveness, reconnect with their feminine sensuality, and guides them in their spiritual inquiry. So the first time I talked to Adele, I just knew that she was someone who was right up my alley because we were talking about the same kind of language. And today we're going to talk about the collective struggle, the disconnection that we have from ourselves and from each other. And this is something that you've had quite an experience um, of. What was that exactly about? Like, what was your experience of that disconnection? Oh my right gosh. Yes. Well, to summarize, I grew up knowing nothing about any of this. It's not like I born, was born with any sense of connection to my own feminine sensuality or intuition. It was the absence thereof. And it was so bad that I was in a, a very serious depression, um, high-functioning uh, my parents were high function, you know, everybody's a professor, medical doctor, and it looked great on the outside. And I felt absolutely nothing on the inside. It was, it was really bad. And I didn't even know what was wrong because I had not heard of any of these. Uh, all I knew was how to do the right things. And I think this is something that a lot of women now are struggling with because you're, you're, you're told what to do and you do it and still doesn't make you happy. So you either do more of it, or you think there's something wrong with you. Um, and come to find out there's a whole other path that hasn't been illuminated uh, in terms of how women prefer to be in this life. I had never heard of such a thing, you know? So it was my own struggle with depression and coming out of it uh, because I had tried a lot of things. I had tried therapy. I read a lot of uh, self-help books. I did a lot of things, but nothing worked until it, it was a horrible breakup with this man. He couldn't give me the time of day, but that forced me to say, look, Adele, if you don't do something different than what you've been trying to do for 15 years to self-improve, you're not going to make it. There there seemed to be no point in sticking around when I had spent so much of my energy trying to improve myself, trying to be more whatever, more intelligent, more kind, more spiritual, whatever. And it was exhausting. And it wasn't until I understood more about the feminine, the power of attraction, the power of community, not just me, myself, and I with a self-help book, which I feel like a lot of women are doing now, um, that the wounding is because everyone's doing this alone. So I love what you're doing on your podcast, that we cannot do this alone, and we were never supposed to do this alone. Do you think- And yeah, I don't know who sold us that, but we're here to say- stop the madness. There's another way to do it. Do you think the factor that women these days are being encouraged to participate in the hustle culture and a lot of us are being encouraged to be in our masculine instead of owning our femininity and the power that we have in the feminine? Do you think there's any? Oh my gosh. 
Absolutely. And there's so many layers of this. You could talk, you could talk all the way down to the individual level, the family level, the society level, all the way up to the way capitalism is working. This whole system has been skewed in a kind of a masculine way of doing things. And by that, it, I, what I mean is certain qualities of structure, discipline, focus, logic were valued a lot more than the other side of the house, intuition, yeah. cooperation, you know, uh, creativity, and it's, it's, it's skewed. And what's and there's, happened is- There's almost yeah. this sense of like, if you're in your feminine, if you're softer, if you're more in touch with your emotions, then in the corporate, I think this is more true in the corporate world, then you, you're somehow wrong for having those qualities. Absolutely. And I want to just take a moment for the audience just to uh, redefine a couple words that I think will help because my experience has been so far that when we talk about feminine, no one's exactly sure what we're talking. It's, it's kind of a, a little vague. So depending on, you know, I, I like to always define how it means to me so that people, what I've noticed is if we don't have a clear understanding, everyone's nodding, but we're all thinking slightly different things. So what I specialize in my work has to do with the feminine essence. That's a little bit different than feminine energy. So fem, every, men, women, cats, dogs, children, everybody needs masculine and feminine energy to get things done, to you know, get through the, through the day. We, we both have you know, tasks and we have emotions and that's all great. The difference is when you go a little bit deeper on, on essence, Essence has more to do with a natural preference. It's a little bit more wired, <clears throat> excuse me, to the biology of how women prefer to express their lives. It doesn't mean that you can't do it the masculine way. In fact, most women these days are. Um, they can be as brilliant as everybody else. They can do, they can be as tough as everybody else. They can be as independent as everyone else. They've got the chops. But when I ask them, even though you can, is that how you would prefer to do things? There's often a deep yearning inside of, I'd rather not be so independent, doing everything all by myself, you know, squashing the most succulent, vulnerable parts of myself, which is my natural intuition, my, my empathy, my creativity. Um, I, I've, I've spent a lot of energy kind of keeping that under wraps because in corporate that's seen sometimes as a weakness. Mm. And this is a problem because, you know, I was talking to some women who they were so indoctrinated because I have a lot of senior level clients, women who are in <clears throat> high levels of management. And there's often a discomfort with anything too emotional mm. because the way the corporate structure right now is get rid of that. It gets in the way. We can't have people too much in their emotions because it's messy. It makes people feel uncomfortable. It's hard to manage. I'm like, well, what if when people are emotional in business, it only means that they care, yeah. right? Like if you didn't care so much about a project that you put your heart, your, your, your soul into making something work and let's say it didn't go well, or let's say an idea got shot down or something didn't go the way you expected. Isn't it all right to feel a little disappointed? I mean, is that so shocking? But what's happened is women even are so detached from that part of themselves. 
-hmm. we're trying to sort of like antiseptic let's just get rid of all that in a corporate setting and the energy level becomes very dry Mm -hmm. very low very um yeah, dry is the best word. You're not going to get the best ideas. People don't enjoy being there. It's a very doing as expected. And um, people are suffering. They're people operating are... from an inauthentic place. Absolutely. And, and I, yeah, I usually it's, say it's, yeah, go ahead. It sounds like literally what you just said was what I experienced for the past couple of years because, mm-hmm. you know, this I think that the indoctrination of women being in their masculine, it's not like, you know, they, they wake up, they're seven, they're like, oh, I'm going to be in my masculine. There's exactly. so much backstory to that. And for me, it was that, you know, I developed some daddy issues because my father wasn't around. And that made like that created a story in my head and made me think that if I cannot rely on the masculine. And so that developed um, a more masculine sense of self for me. And I just realized this very recently that I squashed down my feminine essence, where it's like, no, you're not allowed to want to be feminine, you know? Absolutely. And when women start tapping into their natural sensuality, not hairstyle, or being demure, or being soft, like those are just qualities. There's the, that's yin yang, you know, like yin, we all have that side and we all have the yang, but the essence is more a preference. Feeling the sensuality of the body, how it likes to express. And uh, most women would rather not have to be so tough all the time. They can, they've adapted. That's what business has up to now valued. But I think business is changing. And a lot of women are saying enough of this. You know, if I can't bring all of myself to work, that's like half an existence. I either need to find a way to express more of myself in my work or I'm going to leave and do something else where I can be more of me. So it's a really exciting time to be a woman because I don't think our parents had the luxury. They didn't have the opportunity. They didn't. So we really can't blame them. There's, there's a lineage of wounding that happened. It's not like just blaming mom or grandma. This has been going on for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. literally, that, that as the role of men grew, the role of women diminished. It can go all the way back to industrial times or agricultural times. If you go back far enough, <clears throat> once upon a time, before the modernization, the light bulb and all this stuff, People lived a much more cyclical, in touch with nature way of life. There was a lot more respect for the nature, the seasons, cycles of everything. And women had a much more uh, prominent role, um, you know, going back in terms of how the community was run. You didn't have tens of thousands of people living together. They were more small bands. So the entire structure of leadership was different. People often moved around because you didn't have big castles and stuff. People didn't have as much stuff because there was more of a following of big game or animals, or you go where the food is. There wasn't this idea of industrial agriculture and growing a lot of stuff and building and accumulating stuff. And then the problem with once you start building stuff, then you've got to defend it, right? Because you don't want someone else to take it. And so the masculine ideas of 
warfare of military started to develop for protection. And everyone thought this is a good idea. But as, the, as that became more prominent, women's roles got diminished because mm -hmm. all of a sudden <clears throat> who your daddy was became really important for now we have to have courts of inheritance. Whereas before people lived off the land, there wasn't this idea of your land or my land. It was just, we're, you know, we're, this idea of land ownership is still fairly new when you look at the way humans evolved. And at one time it was just, we're living with nature, but the idea of land ownership started. And then that became, you know, okay, now we got to figure out whose land this is, who's your daddy. And so the controlling inheritance and, um, you know, lineage became much more important. So then you had to control the woman. And then she became more of a property for mm -hmm. inheritance, for laws and courts, so that we have rules to keep everyone from fighting, right? Mm -hmm. We have to have some agreement of how we divvy up resources, food, land, and women's roles became more subservient. So this has this has been going on a long time. Mm -hmm. So it's deep in our DNA for women, and women have not been encouraged to speak out once upon a time. If you did, you get your head cut off or burned yeah. at the stake or what? I mean, there's a lot of reasons why women, it's more difficult than people expect it. It's like, well, you just find your voice. I'm like, not so easy when it's yeah. deep in the DNA of, you know, how many, how many, I'd love to hear from the audience, how many people had moms who really felt empowered to speak out? Probably not, right? It's just, it wasn't encouraged. Yeah. Where do you think, so we understand why, as a woman, we still have that tendency to kind of like diminish our light and diminish ourselves and just stay quiet and let the authorities yes. kind of like do the decision making. So we understand that, you know, um, for it's literally been going on for like so many years. Mm -hmm. But what do you think right now is the cause of women? still being that way like in in a sense of how they express themselves or how they they don't it's like yeah before yeah we carry this wounding but right now um today in this world there's so much opportunity i mean you're right yeah. we're, we really are blessed like i am so grateful i get to be a woman today yeah. where i am not you know i don't get to just be someone's property like i get to be my own person but that's been that's been evolution but right now um besides that what else is a major cause of our diminishing our light absolutely great question well obviously we we haven't had very good role models we don't know how to do this it's like trying to explain to someone what the color purple looks like if they've never seen it in theory you have this idea but what does it feel like what does it smell like who would I be? Like, I've never seen it. So a lot of this is bleeding edge. And I have to say a, a, a second issue is that women don't know how to embody this energy with each other. There still seems to be this waiting. I need to be invited by men to step up. You know, I'm forever waiting for my moment in the meeting to share my voice or I yeah. couldn't get a word in edgewise, right? It never happened. Exactly. There's, there's still this idea that I'll be invited to the table somehow. 
And I'm not saying that men wouldn't, but it's not men, you know, there, there is a change in power that's happening. And women have not really, they, they don't know yet. What's it like to support each other? You know, it's sometimes, that's why there's a lot of feminine wounding around things like gossip, things like, did you see what she wore? You know, or who do you think you are? Like all that is unique to women. Men don't tend to do that. <laughs> men, you know, men are not poking the finger at each other and saying, did you see what he did? Or, hmm. No, they're like, dang, dude, you're rocking it. Oh, go. You know, so there's, oh, you're crushing it. But if women, um, yeah, women have not been as supportive of each other because yeah. we've embodied some of this me, myself, and I stuff. And so we're figuring out how to support each other. So this podcast is an important voice out there of talking about things that are just bigger than me, myself, and I, and my little neuroses and seeing how deeply impacted we are by, it's like telling a fish that they're wet in the water. You don't even notice that you're wet, Yeah. right? I mean, how would you know until someone plucked you out for two seconds and then you're like, oh, you know, it's like the color purple. Yeah. And that's what I think is happening slowly. Well, I think it's starting to pick up momentum with podcasts like this so that we're not only saying things like, you go girl, you can do it. You can be a boss babe, like all that stuff. It, it, it doesn't fully express what women need in mm. terms of, I am scared to death of my own sexuality. Oh my God. Well, yeah, because that's a lot, there's a lot of power there. And I love how you just name the podcast. Boom. Right. Pussy power. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. You just go right there because it, I love how it will make some women squirm. Mm. And I love any word that makes someone squirm because that means there's a, there's a backing off a little bit like, well, no, I'm not like that. I'm just for empowerment. You know, I'm like, no, no, no. Go all the way to the extreme so that you can em embrace everything in between. What's mm. happening is people sort of Oh, well, I don't want to be in aggressive. The I just want, yeah. I just want to be assertive. I'm not aggressive. Mm. Well, I don't want to be narcissistic. I just want to be confident. So like, mm. no, a full range, mm. because what's happening is people are like trying to toe the middle line. Mm. And this is the problem when people compromise. It's like, well, there's hot and cold water. I'll meet in the middle and mm. I'm towing this line of compromise, lukewarm. I'm like, girl, we want you to be red hot. We want full. Yeah. There are times where you do want to be bad as you want to be. And other times you are really in your head. You're both. You, you won't burn out your circuits. You, you have full range. Mm. So you can really be alive instead yeah. of this watered down version of not too much either way. Mm. Because And women do that to try to be more socially acceptable, accepted. Right? Oh my God. I don't, That's so yeah. true. That's be so outrageous, be outrageous. Um, as long as you're not hurting anyone, you know, uh, why not? You can always rein yourself in. Yeah. I love what you just said there. It literally felt like you just spoke to my soul <laughs> because like, it's, it's like touching back on this 
like sense of women don't know how to lift each other up because there's so much competition we're just taught mm-hmm. like there's just one alpha male and you have to yeah. compete for that alpha male's attention and provision and support and it's, it's yeah. so funny because like literally the other day there was like a girl hitting up my boyfriend and my boyfriend goes to like show me and and, and her whole thing was like hey I'm gonna call if your girlfriend's not there and it's just like to me I was just like dumbfounded a little bit like wow some people still thrive off of that like drama and that sense of like hey I'm better than you you know and and I've I've, oh my god I've felt those things too just haven't really acted on them but I I, I get where she's coming from and it's it's really sad that you know these things still happen today now oh yeah yeah they're deep in the DNA that women identify themselves with the man. Men mm. don't tend to do that as much or the, the, the thinking is a little bit different. But um, yeah, women have been taught to compete with each other, that there's, you know, there's only a certain supply of men or whatever, or who's got the most, the hostess with the mostest or whatever. That's a very masculine way of looking at things mm. instead of a collaborative model. What I've noticed a lot of right now, a lot of women in business, they're talking about collaboration. The word collaboration is very popular right now, but no one knows how to do it very well. You know, we're, we're, we're in first grade, we're stumbling along, you know, but and we'll get there, you know? So the collaborative model is different than the competitive model. They both work, neither is better than other. It's just, which one do you prefer? You know, and if, if you actually prefer the competitive way, great. But most women find it exhausting. Mm. Men seem to respond differently. Yeah. The competitive, the mindset is like, yeah, you know, and that, that's that young model, right? Women are exhausted. Yeah, I'll do it if I have to. Yeah. And you know, I'll do bro marketing if you make me, but I really don't like it. I'm like, there's another way to do this that feels much more organic. Mm. Yeah. So you're right on. Yeah. What do you think right now, because we've diminished our role because of how we have evolved, what do you think do women need right now, especially for those who have just lived in their masculinity and don't know how to get in touch with their feminine? Because that is so true for a lot of women these days. It really is. And that's what was killing me early on. I didn't, I was not born knowing any of this people. Like Mm. (laughs) I was the most, and and, you know, I was masculine and then I was asexual. That's Mm. also a problem. Like sometimes women are neither like, and that doesn't feel any, there's no juice. Right. Mm. And I was very ambivalent about my own sexuality. Like, wow. Like I I really had a recoil feeling like we Mm. don't discuss those things, you know? Yeah. Um, the easiest, the most effective way I have, and, and based on what I know, not that my way is help women rediscover their feminine essence in the body. Meaning I'm not as interested in people talking about the concepts of like divine feminine, like, or even things like the moon cycles. And we're going to, you know, dance on the beach with scarves and things like that. I mean, that's lovely, but that is not enough for when you are the only woman in a room at a business meeting and you need to have your voice heard. There's certain practices that I specialize in to put a woman in her physical sexual power 
You're just sitting there in your mojo and you will command a lot more attention. So mm. this requires a more awareness of your own energy field. And mm. you can't really do this by yourself because you can't see your own energy field. So women working together in small groups, you know, I have found will expedite your progress. What's, what's getting in the way is women with a self-help book trying to do this by herself. The, the feminine model needs collaboration. To learn collaboration and feminine power by yourself is kind of an oxymoron because you need a sister there. You need, a, you, you need, you need to know what that feels like and in a safe environment so that when you're, when all eyes are on you, when you're on a TED talk stage or pitching something, you don't feel your energy be, being pulled out by the masculine energy in the room. You can be magnetic. And this is a practice of, I teach all my women. I want you to be able to walk into a room and attract the kind of attention you want. Mm. The kind that you want, not the, you know, I think that's what women are afraid of. They're afraid of the, you know, the being seen as an object. So I'm just going to turn that mojo off. I don't want yeah. you to even notice me. I'm just, a, you know, I'm a robot and I want you to notice my ideas yeah. instead of I am full, you know, there's people are afraid of this power, you know? And so I've, I find it the fastest way for women to come out of hiding is to join some sort of small group. I run a bunch of them on feminine essence. It'll help you turn on your sexual energy because you can't do it by yourself. <laughs> and it's enjoyable. So women can get out of this competitive thing that's going on. Yeah, yeah, totally. I love what you said there about really owning that power because I've had a couple experiences of those myself and I'm sure a lot of women have where it's like if you're beautiful if you're young if you are a little more embodied than others then you might be more comfortable using that kind of power to make your voice heard to connect with someone who is you know out there for a lot of people and I've done that but then sometimes you know when you share these stories with your friends or you know other groups it's almost like why would you do that you know there's there's some sort of judgment yeah oh I get it because there because you're used you've got your mojo on Hmm. And mojo is what manifests. It gets you the attention and not that you're going like this. It's, it's, it's yeah. a quality that's very magnetic. And hmm. what happens so many times is when women are very attractive, let's say you, you're, I have uh, clients that are uh, models. Okay. So hmm. physically they look fabulous, but oh my God, the jealousy from the sisters in their family or their own mother who do you think you are? They do everything to make sure they don't make the other women in the room feel bad. Wow. You know, I don't want to be accused of being seen as all that, uh, even though, I mean, like you have it, girl. So if you're in a group of women who are all turned on, it's mm. very exciting to watch women go for it. Go, girl. You know, there's not this idea of one woman's light is just, you know, hogging up the space. When that happens, it's when women feel like there's only enough attention in the room for one woman. Mm. And I hope it's me, you know, instead of the idea that as a collective, whoa, you know, and, and that have, that this woman can have my back 
and compliment me on if I look good or if, let's say I don't have a good day. She's like, you got it. I mean, it's, it's the type of support you cannot get from men. Mm. And what I see women trying to use men sometimes, because men have a different type of appreciation mm-hmm. and it's not, the, it's not bad, but mm-hmm. a lot of women uh, are very uncomfortable around other women. Yeah. It's, it's subtle, right? They feel like it, it's, no one will admit it. That's but there's the this- brow raising of like that <laughs> at a bar wherever. Yeah, no one wants to admit it that I feel a little competitive or a little jealous or insecure around other women. And they're my friends, right? Mm. And so there's this uneasiness. Mm. And then I go home feeling like total crap, right? Or, or whatever. That's, that's the feminine wounding that's rumbling in women. That mm. it's not being discussed because women feel very guilty about it. Well, mm. I love my friends but I feel so inadequate around them. Or maybe there's a little bit of judgment, like, are you wearing that? Or, yeah. or and then it can get <gasps> kind of nasty. Did you see she gained weight? You know, all this stuff. Men don't do that. Mm. This is uniquely on women because wow. think of all the energy that's spent on this stuff. And in a way, I'm not saying it's set up to keep women disempowered, but it does. Mm-hmm. Instead of women using this energy for something productive. It's all going into the scale, the, the how much I weighed today or, you know, my nails and this and that. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with taking good care of yourself and looking beautiful if you want to. But if it's all you're spending your energy on, it can feel very empty. It, it, it doesn't fill a woman the way a, a fulfilling relationship with another woman and then with another man. You know, we, we need both. Yeah. And sometimes women only have the man, they have no girlfriends or the opposite. And we need the balance. Mm. Yeah. I love yeah. what you said. I love what you said there. It just reminds me of this time when uh, my, my, this is a little personal. I hope my, my boyfriend's like right there. I hope he's okay with me sharing this. <laughs> if he's not, I'm just going to make it up to him. But there was a time when we weren't really official just yet. And I had this other girlfriend who I've been friends with for like a long time. And he was like flirting with her while he was flirting with me. And I was just like, this shit is not okay. Like I am not down for this. And mm-hmm. it was just like, I felt that there was some like very subtle sense there of like almost competition but then we rose above that because the friendship was stronger it was like I know you're just looking and and she told me about it she like sent screenshots and everything and I was like I know that you're looking out for me I love you thank you for this I know you have my back and I think I'm, I'm just so blessed to have a friend like that and mm-hmm. I don't think that a lot of women have you're, that you're absolutely right I cannot tell you how many clients I have who they don't have a bestie like that. They have friends or it's a feeling of being lonely in a crowd. Mm-hmm. Looks great on the outside. Look at all the friends I have. But, um, you know, it doesn't take much to just listen in. What is the quality of the types of connections that are going on? You know, and women often feel very empty. They're like, I have friends, but no one really knows me. Hmm. And because the ultimate gift from the feminine side is vulnerability, Hmm. vulnerability. And a lot of women feel like, let's say there's something going on with them. They don't want to tell their friends. 
I don't want to bring them down. I don't want to bother them. This is this masculine idea that I would be taking from somebody like, I know I'm good, you know, but they want everyone else to be coming to them. And there's that I'm afraid I'll look weak. And yeah. Yeah. Looking weak is from the vulnerable side of the house. So just like pussy is, how are women with weakness? And if people squirm at that word, I know there's a shadow there. Mm. So if people, oh yes, pussy power and weak, then I'm like, good. That means there's nothing that you're flinching because the more people try to not be something, there's a charge. So if people are flinching from pussy, that means if a woman is, I'm going to make this up. If she's dressed really provocatively, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's mm. a lot of judgment on that. Totally. Should, you know, and like, why, you know, why is this so upsetting to you? Well, because she should have some self-respect. Like there's this whole narrative that goes on, mm. you know, she's asking for being assaulted. I mean, it can really go off in that direction, mm. you know, and the same thing goes with weak. If, if women are okay with being weak, not in everything, not all the time then you don't have to hide it from days where you just had a crappy day and you just want to burst into tears with somebody. But instead, the modern woman holds it all in. Hmm. I don't want to bother people. My friends are going through a hard time and I feel like I'm dumping on them. Your friends would be horrified if they knew how much of you you hold back because you think that they can't handle it. You know, it, it hurts. It hurts intimacy. Yeah. It really does. Totally. So yeah. for coming from that standpoint of women are afraid to be vulnerable because they're afraid of being seen as weak. They're afraid of not being seen. That may, I may be mm-hmm, speaking for myself here. Hey, <laughs> I'm definitely speaking from experience. Yeah. All <laughs> my there, clients. There are just times when I'm like, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to it's like, I don't feel comfortable talking about my problems because there's a story in my head that goes like, oh, I'm supposed to look like I have everything together. And being otherwise is just, you know, shameful. And it would just like make me lose my social standing, which is obviously super duper important for women. And I know I love how you're just like, I love your reaction oh, right there. I love this. I love this. I can relate. And social media has just made everything worse, mm. right? Like, and I think this is why some people are starting to feel a little turned off by Instagram mm. because Instagram is this pu- perfectly curated, you know, in- beautiful look, airbrush. And people look at that and go, oh my God, I can't relate. Mm. And, uh, and I feel like we're moving past all that to authentic is sometimes I have a crappy hair day. Sometimes I don't have it together. I fought with my husband or house is a mess or whatever. And being okay with it, that people aren't running screaming from the room because there's an assumption that if you were more honest and more open, you would lose some sort of social status. Mm-hmm. Is that true? I mean, that one thing I, cause I have a lot of high profile women as clients mm-hmm. and this is something they worry about. I'm like, okay, well, let's bring it. Let's, let's discover, let's, let's unpack this. Do you have any evidence that if you were to share more of what's going on, that people would think less of you? Maybe you do, maybe it's true. And 99 out of a hundred times they say, I don't really have any 
proof, but it's just what I'm scared could happen. And that's when I'll say, I know it feels true that, oh my God, if people found out I'm imposter, blah, 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 blah. But do you know if it is? And there's often a, I know it, I'm, I'm sure. But do you know, is it a fact? And once people go, oh, you know, this is a kind of a narrative that I've assumed, then I'd say, well, you can still not tell anybody, but now you have more free range. You know what this is doing up here, like how it's holding you back. And once we know, we have more freedom to choose a different way if you want. And my clients, typically their, their entire friendships totally transform mm. because they're, they didn't realize they were doing that. And they would test. I'm like, don't expose everything at once. I mean, maybe just do a little bit and see what happens. Yeah. Do some testing. Right. Yeah. And yeah. if someone really gives you the side eye, well, well she's not your friend. Right. Yeah. And so I like to test, mm. you know, and then you'll know who, who do you really groove with instead of keeping up this facade that many women feel they need to. Yeah. It's very exhausting. And oh my God, God, totally. I love what you just said there. So what is the solution for all this? Obviously there's no, like you take this pill and you're going to be a fully embodied yeah. woman. Like, like I said, there are practices on feminine essence, feminine presence. I mean, I'm an instructor in it. It's a, it's a type of embodiment work. Mm. I mean, this is just my solution. Obviously, there are many ways to do this. But the fastest way I've discovered is to help women feel their sensual energy. And this is not a, like, oh, I'm going to think feminine. Like, it's, it's a feeling in the body like of sensual energy. Like, do you know where it is? A lot of women in a Western culture are a little bit cut off. Like if you look at someone's energy field, cause I'm an energy person, energy medicine healer, you'll see that Western women, especially they're sort of cut off big heart. Oh, I meditate a lot going on up here, but they're disconnected from their sexual energy. It's like, if there's like a wall or, or, or a like, yeah. And they almost feel numb. Now, sometimes there's a reason for it. Many times there's a reason for it. And either it's been shamed out of them, sometimes things have happened. And so there, this has to be done in a gentle, enjoyable way that mm. lets people, you know, let me test this and see. How, <laughs> oh, right. And then they're like, we don't have to talk about it as much as just turn you on, right? And then the, when, when women are in a group and everyone has this activated, it's a very joyous feeling that every woman, every woman feels beautiful. Every woman feels respected and honored. There's, there's an appreciation of other women's beauty, which I think is missing sometimes. It's, it's, you know, wounded women are very competitive. But yeah. if you're feeling groovy about how you look and your friend looks awesome, you feel it doesn't cost you anything to say you look awesome. Yeah. You know, and then it lights her up and then, and, and then pretty soon the whole room is sparking, you know, it's very contagious. I've taught this work in, you know, before COVID when we were in hotel rooms and the men would walk by the ballroom and go like this, like they could feel something. I'm like, you just watch the workmen, the waiters in the restaurant, the men here for some other conference that they all would like, what is going on in there? Because they could feel it. And it's not a leering energy. Mm. This type of energy, when, it's, it, when, when women get leered at, I think it's because there, there's a, the, the, the energy feels not fully contained. So I, love sometimes, I love that you clarified that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes women wear their energy in a weird way mm. that sometimes it was useful. Well, mm. I get attention when I do this and I'm like, yeah. yeah, but is it the right kind? Mm. You know, if you're like always, sometimes I have to watch a, the way a woman is carrying her energy, the way she moves. Um, she, she may have no idea that she's flinging her sexual energy a certain way mm. that attracts not so great attention. She has mm. no idea, you know, or she was encouraged to be that way by her dad Wow. or, or women, uh, women often are encouraged to smile all the time. Mm. Smile. It's not so bad. And you just want to deck them, you know? So when you're talking to women next time, watch the women in a group and just notice how many of them are smiling all the time. <laughs> and everything they're overusing their face yeah mm -hmm. like they, they've learned to project i'm guilty you know hopefully you'll understand and like yeah. me instead of the energy being in the body of oh yeah and so that it's not so it, it's less exhausting mm. so my way is to work with women in small groups, one-on-one -on -one, or small groups on feminine essence. Mm -hmm. um, I encourage the audience to find groups of women doing this type of work. Not so much like some women's groups, I think are a little bit too much of a, for lack of a better word, a bitch session. Like everyone just sits around and mm -hmm. talks about the inequalities of the world, which is fine. But if it's not helping women embody their voice and helping women embrace joy, sensuality, power. I don't find that conversation very useful. Mm. It really has to start with, do you feel groovy in your hips and in your body? Can I put you on a stage or on a video and have you sell a message and have everybody just, oh my gosh, she's gorgeous. And it doesn't matter what you look like. It's an energy. Mm. And women know how to use this. I just need to show them how to turn it on. And every woman is different. You know, it's not like making all women like Barbies. That's silly. You know, every woman that I work with has a different signature. And when she finds it, she usually feels really good. It's nothing wow. to do with what you wear and all this other stuff. And especially if you're out there wanting to do big things, you know, running a podcast is not easy. Or maybe you're in a business setting. And it's all male, you know? And I'm like, I tell all my uh, executive women, don't, what, what, what happens is the environment's going to pull you into a way of being just because, you know, we're, we, we adapt. I'm like, don't do that. You're mm. never going to outmend the men. Yeah. It's just not possible, right? Yeah, You're going to feel like shit. You're going to feel yeah. crappy. And, yeah. you know, but can you, can you match that level of energy with your mojo? Wow. And at first there's a lot of squirming, like I'm allowed to do that. I'm like, yeah. And then we, we, some practice, the way you speak, the way you move. So you can get up on stage and a man can try to cut you off and all this stuff. And you're groovy. You won't lose it. You won't feel like shamed into a corner or shrink their practices. This is an energetic body of work. Mm -hmm. It's not a cognitive one. So that's why this type of work, I think just works a lot faster. Wow. Is, is it like, so to, for example, if there is, um, there are people listening here and, and they're like, okay, but I don't know what to start. Okay. With. Is it because, start. is it because it's a subconscious kind of work? Or no, no. I'm going to give everybody one tip. 
okay. it's that's not mental because right now the audience is probably trying to imagine yeah this is getting in touch with your sexual energy in your body so mm. if you get nothing out of this podcast what i want everybody to do is just try this imagine dropping a a pebble or a coin you know how like when you go to a wishing well and you drop a coin in there and you wish for luck, you know, it's like doing that, except you've got a well in your womb space. I know this is where everybody starts squirming, right? It's, uh. it's in your pelvic bowl. You have, doesn't matter if you had a hysterectomy and all this other stuff, you have a space inside your body, go in, in your body. And imagine dropping a, a pebble or a coin down there. Like it's, and it, it just lands deep three or four inches below your navel, inside your body. Most women, if they haven't done any of this work before, they are numb. They don't feel their sexual energy. And this has nothing to do with having sex. It's, do, can you feel this power in your body? And women are often trying to imagine it. Like you, you have to feel it, right? And this yeah. takes some practice. So mm -hmm. imagine putting a light three or four inches below your navel, turn it on literally feel the inside it's like it's like breathing out of your hips instead of your nose it's as if your hips have gills like a fish like a koi fish that's going to help you breathe more sensually closer to womb space than through your nose and all this but imagine if you could breathe more from the lower half of your body and the way the oxygen comes in and feeds this bonfire of spark in your lower belly, I call it the spark, your feminine essence. This does not take a lot of effort. If you're like, hey, oh my God, I got power. That, that's a very masculine style, right? Because it's yeah. upper body is, yeah. you know, the feminine is more of like a glow. Mm. It just it doesn't take a lot of squeezing. Squeeze is more of a masculine, you know, feminine is more of a come this way, right? Yeah. So the first thing with women is to notice which way is your energy going? Mm. Are you going like this? Or are you going like this? Mm. And that alone, if everyone could just get a, a little bit more sensually in touch with your lower belly, and it's lower than you think, three or four inches, just go down there, put a light there, amp it up like a bonfire and start feeling like a breath through your hips. Just that, that's enough. Just that's, people are like, oh, I'm like, just try that because this is a sensual exercise. You're going to have people there trying to imagine, oh yeah. I'm like, that's not useful. I want you to do it without talking. Like, it's like, Oh, oh. And a lot of times that when women first do this, they feel a lot of emotion. Wow. And there, there's a reason for it. A lot mm. of times that's where we've stored everything. So wow. that's why women don't want to do it, right? Because there's a yeah. lot of passion and fire down there. So if, if people get nothing out of this podcast, just try that one thing. It can change your life. And it's the thing though, that you're going to need a guide to get good at it. Anyone can do it for like 10 seconds, but most people will forget <laughs> you need a guy to keep doing it. And, and uh, wow. I mean, the people who take this seriously, they get promoted, they make more money. They attract the love of their lives. I mean, all my clients, they're shocked sometimes because this is the power of manifesting. 
it's not this constant visualizing. It's it's like pleasure. It's magnetic. And it doesn't steal from anyone else. Mm. It's not like I'm going to steal Angela's mojo. No. <laughs> when Angela feels it, she's happy too. And it's contagious. Mm. That's what's going to save this world. Wow. That's my story it. and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I'm also- That's pussy so- power. Yeah. I'm noticing a lot of shift in- like how just how people are and how they are especially in business it's it's shifting from this traditional model of just hustling and just like grinding it out to there's now some people who are like I just want to attract things and I want to be in my flow so yes for people who are wondering, because of course they need to have like a clear picture, especially if they'd never had role models, yeah. which unfortunately yeah. a lot of us never had role models. Yeah. Like, what does it look like to be an embodied woman? Well, I I would rather people be curious about what it feels like. Mm. Because look has still more of a cognitive thing. It mm-hmm. feels juicy. It feels creative. It feels like things happen without a whole lot of effort. So you can actually get three or four times more done in a day with the same amount of energy. It's like dominoes. You just push the lever and instead of, you know, and so you, um, this way of being is a more sustainable model Mm. business. I think because of the weights, our planet is just burning up, right? Because the masculine ideas of more, more it's never enough all that bro marketing all that hustle if you make x well don't you want to three exit next year and you know what's what's wrong with abundant sustainable Mm -hmm. so we don't you know burn our blood cells out we don't burn up the planet Mm. you know because corporate america runs on a masculine model very much the idea yeah the idea that earnings could be flat well that's a failure you know, what's, I'm like, well, what's wrong with flat earnings? Every, you, all the bills get paid. The employees yeah. get paid. No one's laid off. You're still yeah. selling stuff, but that's actually considered a stock market failure, you know, but to me, flat earnings mean the, the shareholders still get something, but there's this constant push for the more Yeah, that's, that's just wrecking. Everybody It's wrecking the planet. It's not sustainable. And a lot of self yeah. And yeah. a lot of self-help, there's also this like, oh, if you're not growing, you're dying. You're supposed to always achieve like higher or even more than what you've achieved before. And it sometimes I like sit there and I'm like, really? Really? It and it depends. There are some people who came into this world that they're a little bit more wired for I really want to push the max of what I can do. Mm-hmm. Great. Other people. They, they have the intelligence to do that. They're just like, I'm not called to do that or mm-hmm. not this minute. There are times in life where I do want to really go for it. And other times, yeah. maybe my focus is on something else. That's wonderful. Can mm-hmm. you imagine if everyone is going nuts all the time, how exhausted we'd all be. I we feel need- so validated. Yeah, we need periods of rest. It's like, think of the seasons, Yeah. right? Yeah. Our culture right now loves summer all the time, 24 seven, all you can eat buffet. Well, you know, I, uh, 500 channels on TV. We're so terrified of fall and winter. 
fall is harvest, start to slow down, start collect the wisdom, and winter is rest. And there's a lot that happens in winter. Mother Earth in the ground, at least in, at least in the Northern hemisphere, it looks dead on the outside, but on the inside, you know, whatever the leaves are lost and there's a rejuvenation. If you don't have that, you will not have a good spring. Exactly. And that's what, that's, what's happening to people. They never go into winter. My God, my God. I just like, it, I had this weird kind of like identity crisis. I know it, it sounds weird to be having these things at 22, but then last year I was really just like hustling it out and being very in my masculine. And this uh-huh. year I had, and this year I'm more into my feminine and I'm like, is there something wrong with me? for not being as much of an achiever? Not at all. And, and, you know, you may find the yang energy coming back, the the desire to, but it it may start moving. It's not like you you have two choices, you know, burn yourself out or sit around and eat bonbons, right? (laughs) There, there, There is a feminine way of creation. That's, it's like whistle while you work. You're not exactly asleep. You're, you're doing stuff, but it's mm. never at the expense of your nervous system. It's never burnt out. So you can either do a lot from a masculine burnout model or a feminine generative model. They, they both work. And you can decide to kick back even more and say, I'm in winter right now. Mm. I'm not interested in another project, right? Not right now. Yeah. Men don't have as much of a cyclical understanding of nature. Yeah. Mother nature has seasons for reasons. Men is like, ah, all the time, quarterly yeah. earnings. And, you know, and everything yeah. has to go up all the time. Yeah. Not possible. It's not sustainable. And we're seeing that now. Planetary yeah. wide. I love that. You know, how, how about women who might have a question of like, what if I'm just naturally in my masculine and yeah. I don't know if I'm really the feminine kind yeah. of woman, how do they like feel their femininity if they yeah. lean towards that spectrum? Great, great question. Because most of my clients are high achieving women. Mm-hmm. They, they do stuff. I don't tend to attract women that are sort of floating around for whatever reason. They tend to be yeah. intelligent. And my thought is, if you are being called to do great things in this world, Hmm. We want to do that. That's a lot of yang energy, masculine energy. Good on you. And it has to be honoring the feminine form. Hmm. It has to be honoring your feminine essence so that you can get more done with less energy. So right now there's, there's still the mod, our English is limited. So people go, I'm in my masculine. And what they mean is they're pushing themselves and they're exhausted. Hmm. And, but what, what if, we could have you producing from a generative place. Wow. Are you in masculine then? Well, you, 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 so you're still using a lot of yang energy in a feminine essence way. So yeah. that's the power of collaboration, cooperation, creativity, magnetism, curiosity, um, speaking truth to power. Um, I mean, all of these things are necessary but they're from the feminine essence side of the house more than the masculine side of the house. So, you know, a man running a lot of young energy might have a lot more 
um, just do it. Mm. Nike, just do it. Right. And there's a certain invigoration with that. Just do it. You will do anything to make that project work. That's Mm. a very masculine essence way of running yang energy. If it's a Mm. feminine essence way of running yang energy, it would be, who can I collaborate? Who do I need to connect with? How can this be done easier? Or it's like, I've got five pounds of things that have to fit in a one pound bag. How do I work some magic here? It's not so linear. Like Mm. I do this, then I do this. And it's not a checklist. It's more like spirally, Mm. right? Yeah, get stuff done, but doing it in a feminine essence way. So part of the problem is the, our limitation of language. I think we need to parse out, are you talking about feminine, masculine energy or feminine and masculine essence? The essence is more tied to your sexuality. The energy is just positive, you know, structure, creative, like all that's, it's just energy. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so there's nuance yeah. there. there and nuance. I, think, I, I think like um, when people think about masculine, it's like, productive it's yeah. go 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 it's doing yeah. things yeah. matter a lot whether you feel I like I want a woman to be productive but I want yeah. her to do it from the feminine essence side yeah and know? I think there's also a lot of like misconception around the feminine just being like in la la land and just yes exactly and there's no action there Exactly. Yeah. And I see this a lot with women who are trying to be more feminine. And I always have to mm. poke around, what do you mean? And mm. they usually mean I, I need to be softer, not as assertive and more demure. It's more of the cultural ideas of feminine and not really uh, the sexual energy. So, um, and this is very necessary in um, dating. You know, they have the idea that, oh, I, you know, I shouldn't call first and the man, what, whatever this stuff is. Um, really, I'd much rather, it's more, it's more effective on a dating scene. Just if I put you in your sexual energy, you're just sitting across the table from the guy at dinner and he's going to feel more, there, there's a feeling in the air. It's not, it's not, um, I think women are a little bit afraid of their beauty potential. And so, but when it's held, men feel very respectful. They're like, oh, I'm in the presence of a woman who I got to treat her right. And she's like, yep. And that's better than, you know, well, what do you think? You know, this kind of people pleasing thing that happens. So, yeah. Yeah. For for the people who are curious about what you touched on, where you were depressed for 15 years because this was a part of yourself that you suppressed so you're like speaking from a personal place here and yeah. you've been able to get to the other side so if there's like somebody who's just like Adele a couple <coughs> years ago and they want to know your personal transformation what was that like for you what did you have to do and go through and work on in yourself to go from point A to point B. Oh my God, it's it's embarrassing uh, because I was a very slow learner. Wow. Um, I you know I had to screw up not just once or twice, but ten or twenty or thirty times. Basically, earlier on in my life, from maybe high school to maybe age 29, 28, 29, I did not know how to relate to people. Mm. I, I really didn't. I only knew how to be clever. 
I only knew how to give advice or to be witty. You know, I was very engaging, you know, um, but the truth was I was very shy. There are different kinds of shyness. Some people just stop talking. I couldn't, I mean, this, my mouth was yapping, but I did not know how to let people in. Mm. And I thought this was normal. Like I thought I was lonely as dirt, but I'm around people. I'm, I'm being invited to things. So I must be okay. You know, I was trying to keep up with the Joneses in that way because I didn't have no idea who I was. And for, so for me, the defining moment was a nasty breakup. Because I had read all the self-help books on how to be a better girlfriend, how to be more understanding, how to be more spiritual, how to be, I mean, I read Tony Robbins. I read, I read all that stuff and he still dumped my butt. And, and I thought, I remember at that point, a switch went off in my head. Like this is not working all of this self-improvement. And so for me, um, yeah, I really had to at a point of such despair and I remember I, I spoke you know life puts these interesting people in front of you and one day I, I uh, there was a, a Native American medicine person that came to town or something and a friend who was really into this woo stuff wanted me to go with her because she didn't want to go by herself mm. and I said no 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 <laughs> no I'm not interested I work at a bank I'm in software <laughs> development I don't care about that you know yeah. you do that if you want to right she kept saying, oh, I don't want to go by myself. And I'm like, all right. So she dragged me along. Mm. And I'll never forget how uncomfortably awkward I felt. I'm in this room and all these people are sitting at the edge of their seats, like waiting for this guy. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God, like, you know, just, just I can't wait this. to get out of here. Right. And I remember when he walked in, I started feeling very strange. Um, the palms of my hands started sweating. I remember feeling really nervous and I don't even remember what he said, but there was something about him that I don't know about you, Angela, but there are times when you get a sense that something is changing, like something important is happening here. Like, and it scares me. Like, I, I don't really understand what it is, but I knew something and something big was happening. And, um, I, you know, I was like, no, 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 I'm not listening to any of this. And, um, afterwards, I remember at one point he looked around the room. There were like 20, 30 people there. And he looked right at me and he said, you, I'm like, what? You know, and I felt very singled out. I was mortified and everyone else was kind of going, who's (laughs) that? You know? And he said, come talk to me after the, the lecture or what? And I remember flushing. I was very self-conscious. Like I got really hot. And I just wanted to run from the room. I was like nervous. And, and, but afterwards I, you know, kind of went up like, what do you want? And he said, um, you may benefit from talking with me a bit. And I remember going like, no, I, I thought, oh, he just wants a client. Money. He wants money. I was very cynical. And he kind of sighed and he gave me his card. And I said, okay, thank you. And I, I, I rushed home, put it in the drawer. And you would think if I was really not interested, I would have thrown that card out, right? Mm. You know, I'm, if you're really not interested, you throw the business card out. That yeah. card sat in my desk drawer for nine months. And wow. during that time, I went through this horrible breakup. I was depressed and I, was, I had a really bad experience. And one day I looked at that card and I just called and he remembered who I was. 
like, oh, just come on over. And I remember I drove over to his house. I'm like, oh my God, I've gone over to the dark side. You know, I'm going to this strange man's house. And, and I'm like, well, what else do I have to lose? I didn't want to tell anybody. I was too mortified that me would be doing this, right? And it, it, he was very nice. And I remember just, just do whatever. I don't want to know, you know? And he kind of sighed, you know? But he started to do some work with me energetically. And I remember feeling like, what, what is he doing? Like this yeah. mumbo jumbo, you know, yeah. I was very uncomfortable. I, w- I didn't want to close my eyes and he kind of sighed because usually when someone's working on you, you relax. It's like getting a massage, you close your eyes. And I was like, you know, kept my eyes open. Don't you do, you know, I was so nervous, right? Yeah. And I remember my body started to open and especially my lower abdomen. I had always had trouble with, my gut a little bit. And now as an energy medicine healer, I, I know why that's where a lot of women store a lot of their stuff. And at one point he said, Adele, how are you with being a woman? Like he just asked a simple question because he didn't talk very much. And I'm like, what, what difference does it make? Like I, I saw no role that my gender had in life. What, what difference does it make if you're a man or a woman? I mean, I just thought it would, we were the same. I literally thought we were the same in how we thought our emotions, our preference. And I didn't want any attention being drawn to gender because I was so disconnected from sexuality in general. I just want to be this genderless person who's nice and competent and, oh, you know, this body, well, you know, what difference does that make? Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember him sighing again (laughs) and I was getting really mad at him like what do you think but but he was pointing out something Hmm. and after that I I worked with a lot of other people who specialize in this and my life started to change really rapidly wow because I I had no this is the not it's not the kind of work that translates well to a theory you just have to feel it Hmm. so I wish I could give you you know a, a beautiful explanation but it's just something people have to experience and once you do it's very like a breath of fresh air and it sounds and like my hope is that you, yeah yeah personal yeah and my hope is that this podcast reaches more women so they know that there's hope that they know that it, you know just working on your cognitive beliefs and everything right now in personal development and leadership training unfortunately is really big on mindset yeah you know your yeah. beliefs which is okay but if that's the only tool you've got it tends to be slow yeah. and people spend years trying to understand themselves, but their yeah. heart still doesn't feel any better. Mm. Oh my God. And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, what good is insight if it just, you just get more insight, right? There's always more insight you could. And if your heart's not feeling happier, I'm kind of like, well, how's that working? I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, totally. For everyone here who's like, this is me. They're talking about me. Where can they start their healing journey? Like you mentioned, you have a couple groups. Where can they find you? Well, yeah, you can find me all over socials. I've got a TikTok channel, Instagram. I I typically say, you know, reach out to me. I can send you some free stuff. Um, Just hit me up on Instagram. I have a free gift you can get. Um, it doesn't go into the feminine essence in detail, 
because mm. it's almost impossible to do that through an ebook. I mean, you really have to like, you know, you need to work with a human because yeah. of the nature of the feminine. This idea that you can learn all about this by yourself in a book is it's doing people a disservice. Mm. So, um, but I send out a few things. Um, I work with people all around the world on Zoom, all over, you know, people, Australia, New Zealand, you know, we meet on Zoom in small groups. I typically offer um, openings uh, a few times a year. I don't always have an open slot, but what I typically say, if you're interested, just get on my waiting list, you know, sign up to be notified of the next time I have an opening and you'll get first dibs in, um, that they always fill quickly, just get in. And these are small groups of women that we're working on your presence. How do you come across? Because if you don't know what's happening to your energy, you know, you're just going to keep doing the same things out there. But when you get feedback of, uh, you know, Adele, I'm seeing this in your energy, or are you aware you're doing this? Then you can go, oh, like that's really useful information hmm. in terms of speaking, presentation, the way you move your body, the way you disappear in conversation around a man or, yeah. oh, a very masculine man shows up and you've just vanished, you know, like, oh, yeah. or you become like a giggly girl, you know, like yeah. all these things My we God. do, right? <laughs> like, I can't handle that much sexual attraction. I'm losing it here. Yeah. Or I'm going to like run from the room and I'll only go out with someone less, like, less, um, less potent because mm -hmm. I'm just, so wigged out or or maybe i'm attracting men that feel more like brothers or i'm mothering men a lot like this is very common with women they end up dating men that always have problems like that there's a lot of mothering going on which you know is not very sexy if you're looking for a partnership you know because a lot of women feel like they're forever mothering everybody i'm like do you know the difference between queen energy and mothering energy. They're not the same. So some women are defaulting mothering everybody and they feel exhausted because they don't know what it's like to be met as a queen, peer, not, oh, queen and prince or queen and like my job <laughs> is to prop everybody else up. Yeah. I That's love a this. yeah, very common pattern, especially in Asian households. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Everybody can literally learn from this, men, women. What oh, are yeah. your what's your handle on socials? Oh, um, you can Google my name. Um, like TikTok, what am I? Just Google my yeah, or on Instagram. I think on I'll send you the link. It's a mm. link tree. You can hit me up on all on Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, and here's the thing on TikTok, I'm my wild and crazy self. On Instagram, I have to be a little bit more mm, and on yeah. LinkedIn, mm, you know, yeah. so but it's still me because I had to fit the platform. So, but I would say of all the platforms that I'm most like me is probably TikTok and Instagram. Wow. TikTok, because I put stuff up. Instagram, if to connect, because TikTok's backend is horrible in terms of the messaging is awful. So I'm like, hit me up on Instagram so we can at least have a community. I send out free gifts out there, a free video, whatever. Um, and then you can be notified of, the next time I run something for some women, they, some women are going to need private work. Yeah. Their situation is such that, Hey, I don't, I, I don't do groups. I really want private work. I don't have very much availability, but we can talk about it. You know, for, for some people that's more appropriate. 
Other people, it's like, yeah. So everybody's different, but I like to just be very approachable. If I don't think I can help you, I'll let you know. Cause some women I'm like, no, you're better off with an acupuncturist or a hypnotherapist. Like I know the kind of woman I serve and I know the ones that would be better served with someone else. That way everybody gets to gets the help that they need. So I, I typically, yeah, have a discovery conversation out. It's like, oh, can I help you or not? And then we go from there. That's beautiful. All right, guys, that is it for Pussy Power today. I've literally learned so much from this moment. Oh, this is awesome. And I love what you're doing. I especially love the title. Yeah. Because I love that it's a little bit cool. It got a lot of, it got a lot of flag for the title, but thank you. No, it's necessary. It's necessary because as long as women are flinching away from that, there's a part of that power that they're scared of, Mm. you know, and I always, I like going for the edge of things rather than meeting in the middle where it's like lukewarm, go for the edge. Yeah. You know, because that's where you find all the corners of you and then you can, you know, play however you want with all the keys of the piano. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on, Adele. I'm yeah. definitely, I'm definitely gonna check out your small groups and the things that you have. I've just resonated with everything, and I'm sure a lot of people here have as well. I'm gonna be linking her social. Oh, yeah. Dump all that stuff on there. People can hit up, get a free yeah. gift if you want. Um, the free gift has a little bit in the feminine, but like, like I said, I didn't want to overwhelm people because mm-hmm. it's not something that you can just sort of learn by yourself. But I just give you a little bit you know, so people don't feel like it's crazy and like hang in there. If people can just pay more attention to their lower belly, lower body, feminine energy loves the hips. Think of hula, think of belly dancing, right? Masculine loves the upper body. Think of football, rugby, right? So a lot of women are carrying all their energy up here, push it down. Just, just do that and just Hmm. see what happens. Just in time. So Adele, before I let you go, I want you to answer this question for us. Mm-hmm. Adele breaks the mold by. I think I break the mold by speaking truth to power mm-hmm. with some things that have been going on a long time and doing it in such a way that's accessible for everyone instead of polarizing. You know, it's time we have these more in-depth conversations and not just like, like a, a podcast that's 12 minutes long. No, the, the depth of what you're covering, we need this. And that's good. That's I good. I love it. Thank you so yeah, much. Keep going. Keep going. Can't wait to hear it. And then I'll probably be cringing at half of what I say, but <laughs> oh well. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. I'll Thank catch you soon. so much for having me, Angela. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, 
All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Cast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Electric Cast.